Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber. And joining me, as always, is my awesome co-host, Delicious Joylan Davis. Hey, everybody. And those of you who are watching on YouTube, scoring at home, you can see we have another guest as part of our series called Why We Are Fans. This is Jake Petway. He's actually uh, came recommended by Dwayne. Dwayne that has actually known him for a little bit. He's a friend of Hope's yeah. and discovered he's a big wrestling fan. And we've also discovered some more things about him that we haven't even talked about <laughs> yet, Jake, because we got to talk about other things like guitars, because that's what we do. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but Jake, way to introduce yourself, if you don't mind, sir. Absolutely. So, you know, as Steve said, I'm Jake Petway. Um, I am here in beautiful Calvert City, Kentucky. Um, and the beautiful part is whenever you drive by, you blink twice, and now you're in Paducah. Yep. It's a weird <laughs> time warp that you go yeah. through. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I say that, I love my hometown. Um, I am a um, tech ex- um and have been a wrestling fan on and off um since i was probably about five um thank goodness later on in life i came to my senses because i was originally an ultimate warrior fan um Mm, yeah then um me too me too (laughs) yeah and and then i went the right direction and became a very big sting fan it's like oh I finally figured out the correct one of the Blade Runners. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, yeah. No, I've uh, been a fan, like I say, on and off for a while. Um, and whenever I was off, it was after middle school and, like, after the Attitude Era um, or uh, mid-high school, something like that, and wrestling suddenly wasn't cool anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of fell out and then um, – I um, looked on, I was flipping through the channels and I got on the L Ray network. It was like, I know those tattoos. I know I know those tattoos. And I looked it up. Um, it was my boy, Trevor Mann, mm-hmm. um, wrestling yep. as Prince Puma and Lucha Underground. And yep. I was like, okay, nope, Paducah boy, I got, I got to support this guy. I yep. watched it. I saw some of the names from the past. You know, I saw Conan, I saw Vampiro, um, I saw Morrison, I mean, Johnny Mundo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, okay, no, this is rad. This is rad. I can get into this and just kept up with it. Um, kept up with our dude into new Japan. And then whenever he came back to the WWE and, you know, just gotten deeper into it, made some really cool friends along the way. Awesome. Ah, cool. So yeah, we're definitely going to get into that and some of the other things that I think is actually pretty cool. And it, it does have give people a hand. It does have to do with guitars. Uh, something Joylan obviously told me something, yeah. you know, um, yeah, like, right. like a really cool uh, story ish about you. Before, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before we start that, I want to go ahead and give our contact and listening info and, you know, see, I, I can't give it in one breath because it is, it's become too much, but I will try to do as much as what I can. But if you'd like to email the show, email at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to hit us up on Facebook, hit us on facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. We're also on Instagram at armchairbookingpodcast. We're on Twitter at bookingarmchair. We're on TikTok at Armchair Booking. If we're on YouTube, it's the only video outlet that I know of that our videos are on. But as far as audio platforms go, just about any kind of audio platform you can think of, if we're not there, let one of us know. You can even let Jake know. He'll let us know. <laughs> and we'll do what we can to get ourselves at it. And I mean, I found even more today, Dwayne, when I was doing a oh, wow. Google search. And yeah, I found even more. You know, um, you know, so and they're actually doing ratings. Speaking of that, on the audio platform, especially on Apple Podcasts, if you give us a five star rating and a review, I will actually read your review on the air, and that way everybody can can hear us. Good and definitely give us a rating, even if you don't give us a review, give us a rating because that helps with the algorithm. That helps people find us a little bit quicker if people do give us ratings. On Spotify, you can give us a rating. You can't give a review, but if you give me a screenshot, give Dwayne a screenshot of the rating and kind of give us a review there, we will also read on the air. Good Pods is another one. Pod Chasers is another one. There's other third, like I said, other third parties you can give ratings. But um, if we're merch, you can find us on tpublic.com slash user slash or dash slash tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. You can get things like this lovely shirt that I have on now. This is the long sleeve version. You can also get coffee mugs. Just like this. See, Jake, you know you want one of these. <laughs> oh, always. Yeah. You know, you can also get phone cases just like this. So, uh, but that's, you know, for the merch. Now, Dwayland, you can also find him on Twitter at fat underscore daddy 73 because he is fat daddy. He, he is one half of big and fat along with 
his wife, who is Big Mama. No, it is not the Big Mama who's part of the Northern Wrestling Federation. <laughs> totally different Big Mama, although they have met. You can also find my other podcast called The Cubicle Chat. That's my non-wrestling podcast uh, on just about any audio platform. And Twitter at cubicle underscore chat. And you can also find on Facebook at facebook.com slash cubicle chat. So did I get everything, Dwayne? Yes. Oh, yes. one more thing. Mm. I just got to mention it every now because it's our flex. We are on IMDb. That's right. Yes, we are. Don't know how we got there, but we're there. Oh, we're there. <laughs> you know, um, you know, a friend of ours did tell us. He said that he is probably because we're on YouTube. But either way, I'm. You know what? We're there. Yep, I'll take so, it. Yep. Um, and also, before we start, we did get some sad news today. The restaurant world lost somebody I, I consider a legend, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Lanny Poffo, leaping Lanny Poffo, the, the genius. Yeah, he passed away. Uh, I don't know the the details, but yeah, I haven't seen anything yet any you know any details cause of death or anything but yeah that is that is sad because like a lot of people may not consider him a legend but he was a big part of wrestling for me when i was a kid because even though he was considered lower tier he was involved in a lot of major storylines i mean he even managed mr perfect for a while so i mean and those poems which uh our friend Kyle actually suggested I write a poem for the show. <laughs> I thought about it, but I was like, no, I would not do that great. So just in, uh, so we don't besmirch the memory of Lanny Poffo. I'm going to yeah. go that. Um, if anybody else wants to try it, go ahead. Because that man, he actually wrote all those poems that he wrote. Oh yeah. So, yep. Uh, speaking of people writing things that they later on do at wrestling events, there's a wrestler named Elias who writes his own songs, plays his own guitars, is actually a very good guitar player. The reason I'm bringing him up is because apparently, Jake, you have a connection with Elias? Yeah, yeah. So it, it was an interesting story how that came about. So um, I am, I, I had mentioned uh, Ricochet or Trevor Man, Prince mm-hmm. Puma at the time. Um, and you know, I, I was in the same circle of friends as Trevor growing up, um, but I'm probably a, yeah, I mean, I think it would be easy to say I'm a better friend with Trevor's best friend, um, Aaron Duncan. Um, he owns a car shop in town and me and him would um, hang out. I've built several guitars for um, some of his cars. That I've gone to the SEMA show and one day just almost like said very tongue in cheek, like lightheartedly. Um, I just kind of joked. It's like, man, I think it would be really cool if um, Elias played a Petway guitar. And he was like, yeah, man, that would be really cool. And we just kind of left it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really think twice of it until about four weeks later, I get a text from Aaron and say, hey, call this number. It's Elias. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. And you're That's probably like, like no it's really not what's the, is there a joke here or something? and i mean it, it was a pittsburgh number everything you know tracked and matched up i was like okay it was like i have to ask and then i thought to myself oh no trevor got it for him mm-hmm. um I, I figured out exactly what it was because they were both on raw at the time yeah um and you know i gave him a call and you know that voice you know, I am Elias. Um, <laughs> yeah. Answers the phone. Walk with Elias. <laughs> yep. that, that's right. Uh, so me and him got to talking. So the original idea was um, to build some guitars for um, one for himself, a personal guitar, and one for WrestleMania. Now, the script ended up changing on WrestleMania, and he oh. wasn't actually playing in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the one where um, Shane did the cage match. Uh, it was uh, it was the Tampa Bay Mania. What was that? Thirty six. Yeah, the one uh, where yeah, Shane yeah. had the cage match with Strowman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that said, um, I do have the pictures um, up on the Petway Guitars Facebook page. You know, if you want me to, you know, pull up some of those pictures of the guitars, um, there's a lot of really cool stuff happening with those. Um, actually, let me see if I can, if I can give you, um, you know what, I can make you the host and maybe then you can. All right, let's see here. Let me make sure I'm still recording. Too. <laughs> hey, there we go. 
Uh, yeah, we're still recording. All right. All right, rad. All right, let me. I'm glad Zoom actually labels my screens. Um, by the way, I have like six monitors going on here. Oh, uh, it's it, it's a setup. So this is awesome. That the is awesome. first guitar. Um, this one oh. um, we called um, Il Vagabondo. So the story for this particular guitar, um, he did a uh, he did a podcast with Lillian Garcia where he went over his story and um, doing research to build guitars. Whenever I build, um, I I make it very clear to everyone: I will never build a perfect guitar. If you want a perfect guitar, go down to the store, buy one. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that ain't me though but what i will build is an incredibly special guitar mm-hmm. um so i based this off of his career okay uh, so the bottom layer here um this raw wood um layer you know that was the first time he tried out for wwe he's he's raw he's rough around the edges but he has potential the second time he tries out for WWE, there's still some cracks in there, but you're starting to add the polish. You're starting to add the shine. The third time, um, whenever they finally picked him up, that's where, you know, at that point, I think he was going by the name Jeff, um, Jeff Shulo, I think. Um, and then whenever you get up to the strings, that's where the rubber meets the road. That's, that's the last layer. He is now Elias. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the name Il Vagabundo that comes from um, there is a meeting in NXT where um, he presented them with the Drifter character. They didn't quite know what to do with them. I remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he um, he presented that to him. I think he said it was either it was either Triple H or Dusty Rhodes got up and was like, "I'm going to get up. I'm going to turn off the lights. Whenever I turn them back on, show us something." And through all this, he had learned um, Italian. He has a big Italian family. You know, mm-hmm. he, he learned that to kind of set himself apart. And um, he racked his brain just super quick. And whenever the lights came on, he started yelling at people and screaming at people in Italian. <laughs> and, and cutting like heel promos in Italian. So, you know, the drifter is Il Vagabondo in Italian. Okay. And that's okay. where that comes okay. from. Um, and, you know, that guitar, that that's the guitar that was supposed to make it on Mania. Okay. Oh wow, that uh, would, that would be a serious flex. I mean, it's one thing to be on IMDb, but when you actually have your your creation showing up on the main stage of all wrestling, that's amazing. Yeah, and yeah. I would have much rather seen Elias perform with that guitar than yes. to watch Shane McMahon jump jump off a cage. <laughs> I actually enjoyed Shane McMahon jump off another cage. Another cage. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> um. Oh, look at those. But yeah, there's uh, the back of the guitar, some more shots. That's a good shot of the metal flake in there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, he didn't want a tremolo system, I'm guessing. Uh, no, he went with a hardtail. Okay. Um, see here. And see, that was me and him whenever um, I delivered <laughs> awesome. the guitars. Um, that guitar what? I'm holding is the his personal guitar. Okay. And okay. Um, this guitar... That guitar, to this day, I miss this guitar. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) This thing is a thing of beauty. Um, So That's amazing. He he told me that he was a big Clapton fan and like Mm -hmm. that era of music. So I got to thinking, you know, what are the guitars? And that that body is a design I came up with. Okay. Um, Like that is 100% Petway guitars through and through. Um, you know, I thought to myself, what are the different eras of, you know, what, what are the different eras of Eric Clapton? So you had, you know, his Strat era, you had an era where he went through tellies, he played Les Paul for a little bit. So I kind of threw everything together, um, in that regard and, you know, worked with the pickups to where, um, the neck pickup, um, splits, and you have a very like telly sound um okay. or you can um it's a higher out or a higher resistance pot on there for those that don't know guitar lingo potentiometer <laughs> those are the dials um so it can go a little um like a little glassy 
like a um, Strat. Okay. Um, so you have the Les Paul sound, you have the Strat sound, you have the Telly sound. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and that thing is just pure magic. It is, it is Eric Clapton in a box. Um, I joke with um, Elias every now and then that whenever he's close, I'm going to need to um, take custody of this guitar for, <laughs> for a slight moment. Uh, but yeah, on the back, you know, it's double bound. You know, it has really nice perloid binding on there. It had um, the clear covers on the controls and on the switch. Um, the thing was just magic. Absolute magic. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's how that's how all of that came to be. Um, that was a super fun experience. Um, and, you know, one that I won't ever forget. Um, there's a shot of the man himself holding both of them. Uh, but yeah, so like on that too, that is his signature um, that I ended up putting onto the guitar. Um, mm-hmm. You know, everything uh, that's his album cover for Universal Truth under the strings. Okay, it was very much tailored to um, Elias. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why you need to go subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not already. Yeah, so you can actually see this. This is some amazing stuff right here. Oh, yeah. And I'll I tell you what, the thing that I was most impressed by, uh, really less than being impressed by his musical prowess or um, anything like, you know, physical stature, because, you know, not a small dude. Right, right. <laughs> um, it was really just how down to earth and kind he is. Yeah. Um, he was really more shy about meeting myself and my wife um then we were about meeting him and when i say that you know i don't think she would mind me saying but yeah my wife was very nervous about meeting elias it's like okay this is someone on tv you know this is someone that we see on a regular basis um yeah i remember you i remember you telling me and hope that when y'all you know when y'all got to meet him oh yeah um just a super super great human being i mean by the by the end of the conversation or by the end of the time we were together, you know, he was given hugs. He was mm-hmm. just super, super personable. Um, and like to this day, I promise you, I can text him and he'll answer. Cool. Uh, you know, if I call him and I miss him, I promise you, he will call me back. Like <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's just that kind wow. of a human being. No, great dude. Great dude. Well, about that, we could, we could try an experiment right now. You could actually text him and say, Hey, we're talking about you and your guitars on a, on a wrestling podcast. Right <laughs> yeah. <now." laughs> Uh, speaking of guitars, you know what, Dwaylon? Um, one thing that T Public doesn't have is a guitar with this. That is true. On it. That is so, true. So, <laughs> Jake, you and I might be talking after the show about something like that. No doubt, you know, man. Maybe a guitar or a bass or both, um, because I play both. So, and my son actually, he's been picking up the banjo. I have no idea what inspired that but you know what i'm not complaining because he likes music he's learning sax in school i mean he's got a melodica he's got a banjo he's got his own acoustic his own electric i have some keyboards here he can tinker around with you know so i'm like music is not a bad thing to learn so no not at all if you ever want to make sure your kids keep their nose clean turn them into a guitar nerd because they will never have money for drums. <laughs> Bingo. That is the yep. absolute truth. Yeah. Uh, and now he does have some pedals that a coworker of mine, actually, he sold me a big box of pedals for like 50 bucks, you know? So, oh, nice. Uh, yep. And, and he actually, you know what? Uh, and he gave me this and he said, I don't want any money for it, but nice Cuban. Oh, nice. Yep. So very rad. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, whenever um, w- whenever I got to a certain point and like really started making grown up money, that's when I was like, okay, instead of trading pedals the rest of my life, I'm just gonna go out and get what I actually want. There you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and it it has been so much cheaper. The moment that I looked at my pedal board and I was like, this is good. Yeah, <laughs> we're good. This is what I want. Yeah, this is it. Oh, oh yeah. So if I had to ask you who your favorite wrestlers are, but you actually know, you knew some people even before they're wrestlers. So is Ricochet one of your favorites just because just biased, I'm guessing because you're friends. Um, yeah. You know, like I say, you know, we were definitely in the same, you know, we were definitely in the same circle of friends growing up. Um, 
And, you know, he's definitely the wrestler I'm the most proud of, you know, <laughs> by all counts. Um, and he's one of my favorites to watch, you know, growing oh, yeah. up watching um, WCW. Um, I mean, I was a massive fan of the cruiserweight division. Oh, same. Uh, yep. Yeah. One of my favorite wrestlers was Billy Kidman. Uh, yeah. The shooting star press just, I saw that my mind went. <laughs> yeah. Um, just completely blew up. Um, and you know, come to find out like his stuff was super mild compared to what some of the guys right. down in Mexico were doing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, like whenever I saw psychosis or, um, moving to Guerrero the first time Vampiro, which I mean, Vampiro wasn't really a big high flyer. Um, but certainly, you know, psychosis did his thing. Juventude was a crazy high flyer. Yeah. Um, those guys, I mean, they were just lighting it up and, um, yeah, that's, that's why I really gravitated towards. So, um, we were over, it was out on 32nd street in Paducah. My, um, my friend, um, Winston and Dave's house. And this is back before, um, Ricochet put the bulk on. Um, mm-hmm. and back then, you know, he was, you know, skinny punk rock Trevor to everybody. Right. Um, had, you know, had the long straightened hair and all that stuff. And he would come back after he would go on tours in Japan for a little bit and show us videos. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. I, I, I see it. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I get it. Like I, I recognize this now. Um, and like tell us stories. There was one match that he did um, for dragon gate where he did the um, double moonsault whenever he was still doing that. I've seen uh, that. A double moonsault. Yeah, I've seen that. That is what, As in, like, he cuts a flip uh-huh. and a half in the air backwards? Yeah, two full rotations. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that I, I'm gonna he's, have to... he's done that. He pulled that out. The last time I saw him pull that out was in War Games, War Games in NXT. He pulled it out. Um, I, but he was, was also on the top of the cage. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't on the top. Yeah, he was on the top of the cage and did it. And I was just like, wow, that's amazing. Because yeah. like I'd forgotten that he had done it, you know, in Japan. And then I saw it and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's why he's so good. <laughs> oh, man. Um, he, he showed us a video and he did that and he landed square on his head. <laughs> um, and there's the yeah, there's he, he was the drawback. Yeah. Right. And he was walking us through like the next like two days. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, man, I woke up the next day. I saw the video of this. I didn't remember anything. <laughs> um, now, he still did it for a little bit, but he finally took it out of his arsenal, which, you know, I, I don't disagree with. You know, he's you know, he's got a young child and stuff. Oh, like yeah, that. And, definitely. You know, he wants to have his wits about him. Um, but yeah, so I, I would say he's definitely one of them that we root for the most. Um, obviously Elias, um, you know, I will always, you know, root for him and, um, or, you know, er, what I tell Victoria is like, I'm going to root for Jeff. I'm going to root for my friend Um, all the time. Now, as far as the wrestler that always gets the biggest pop out of me, no matter what it's sting. Uh, yeah. will always be sting um you know the 12 year old child inside of me um that his mom got so mad at him for painting his face white and black <laughs> uh, on just random mondays yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a special occasion it's just like ah, oh, it's monday time to look like sting <laughs> yeah uh, it's like monday nitro time yeah, like, yeah time yep. for paint um and my mother uh god rest her soul uh, <laughs> um i i will never forget she got so mad at me and keep in mind she is the epitome um or you know was the epitome of just a very staunch southern lady mm-hmm. um and she looked at me and said what are you doing painting your face like those like, like those weirdos and knights and satan service <laughs> Oh wow! I was like, "That's not even what Kiss means." Exactly. <laughs> not, not a fan of the Kiss Army, I'm guessing. Um, um, no, she didn't know that music existed outside the um, Bill Gaither family reunions. <laughs> um, Southern people that grew up Southern Baptist will know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's, like that's what yeah. those are the tapes. 
the Gaither family reunion and Jeff and Sherry Easter, those are the mixtapes you put on around the potluck. That's just <laughs> that's just how life goes. You go to church on Sunday, you get yelled at for an hour and a half, and then you go to the potluck and you listen to the Gaithers. That's that's life. Um, but and, if yeah. you can, and if you can, you sneak off and watch football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then once the Tennessee Titans came into this area, that it was just game over for people around here. Um, not me and Dwayne. All, all the men would sneak <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely staying. Whenever he came back at Winter's Coming, uh, mm-hmm. the 2020 Winter is Coming. Yep. I had heard the rumors. I had seen Cody do the stinger splash. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the lights go out and the crow's on the Tron. Yeah. Um, and Tony Schiavone is losing his mind. <laughs> well, it, it was you always before. You, you always have was to have it? Tony losing his mind. Yeah. That that just yeah. be, it it wouldn't be complete without that. Oh yeah, um, but yeah. Before the name came up on the Tron, mm-hmm. the music hits and the music reminds me of his '97 intro. The crows yeah. on there, and I'm uh, my wife and I are in our living room, and the boys are already asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's towards the end of, um, the show. Yeah. And, um, when I see that as like, honey, it's sting, it's sting. And like, Pat, you're on the leg. It's like, it's, it's sting. Like, it's like, baby, he's here. He's here. <laughs> she, she gets into wrestling as much as I do. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I love that. Um, it's so great. Um, but I'm like, honey, it's sting. It's sting. And then sting pops up. I go, it's sting. <laughs> I lose my mind as badly as Tony Schiavone does. <laughs> um, oh man, yeah, I I love that. I loved the intro. Um, it reminded me so much of the first time he came down from the rafters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, in the stare down that he did with Darby Allen, and I, I love the relationship with Darby Allen. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the fact that now he is in his sixties doing dives off the entryway yeah it's so great um i always get a pop for D- um, ddp too um the match that he did in aew was just perfect especially for his age yeah um, which by the way if i can look half as good as ddp yeah, in the 60s same I-, I will feel like i have truly been blessed it must be the yoga oh yeah no I'm- and- I'm seriously I, I thinking about DDP signing up yoga. for it. So, do you? Okay. I'm seriously yeah, thinking about great. getting it. So, oh, it's great. Um, it fantastic program. But yeah, DDP was another favorite. Um, the Outsiders. Um, Kevin Hash. Uh, Kevin Hash can't talk. Kevin Nash <laughs> and Scott Hall. Um, those were always favorites. Um, oh gosh, there's so many. Um, I didn't get into the. I didn't get into the attitude era until later. I was always more of a WCW guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, something just always felt off to me about the WWE. And um, this past year I figured it out. It was Vince. <laughs> thousand yeah. percent. Yeah. Vince has Vince. always been the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I know he's supposed to be portraying a bad guy on TV, but man, he was way too comfortable. A lot of that stuff wasn't his first time doing it. You know how they always, wrestlers always say that, you know, they're the best characters or just an extension of themselves turned up to 11. That's Vince. That was Mm -hmm. Vince McMahon on TV, just cranked all the way up. Oh, yeah. Um, Matter of fact, I'm fairly certain he just broke off the dial and forgot where he put it. Yeah. (laughs) That's like, I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this this is a good crap. We're yeah. gonna keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, strut then, down the entryway. Then you might hear go. This goes to eleven. Yeah, do you, do you even know where that comes from. Yeah. Uh, no, oh yeah, it, you know oh, he, yeah. he. No, I love that movie. Vince, Vince oh, yeah. doesn't know where it came Vince from. Vince doesn't know though. He doesn't know. Oh, like, no. anything he probably thinks he came up with it. Yeah, you try to tell him goes to eleven. He's like, no, it doesn't. You know, Vince goes to eleven. Why don't you just turn the rest of them up? Never mind. <laughs> so. Eleven's uh, just a mindset. We go to fifteen here. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing sneezing? That's a seven move. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. He, that's right. He hates sneezing. Yeah. So, oh man. Um, but yeah, no. The, those are definitely some of the favorites. Now, as far as who's my favorite to watch right now? That's a really 
It's a really good question. Um, I, I love indie style wrestling, so it, it's gonna be somebody in AEW. Um, mine's Samoa Joe right now. I've always been a big Samoa Joe fan yep. since Ring of Honor, and to be at this stage of his career and still putting on the kind of matches that he's putting on because he he knows that he can't be he's not as quick as he used to be. Right. You know, he's not as quick as he was 10 years ago and he knows that. So he goes the other way and it's like I'm just I'm this brawling monster that you can't get away from because every time you think you get away from I'm just going to I'm just going to wrap around you and squeeze you until you pass out. Oh yeah. And he can do it just so effortlessly because I'm pretty sure you've yeah. seen. I'm pretty sure I retweeted that video that went around of him basically avoiding like all the top rope moves people are doing. Oh and yeah, he, where he just walks away. He just yeah. walks away. He doesn't even look. Yeah, the note moves. Casual. That's great. Yes. Yeah, and he yeah. he just looks he just looks like hmm. yeah, yeah no oh, well. I'm not doing that. But yeah, like I mean, even and his yeah. promos have even got his promos have always been great. But it's like his stuff he's been doing in A and W A W has just been just killing it. It's like. Yeah, it's like everything he's touching is turning to gold. Well, I mean, there's a reason Tony wants two belts on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one is to say, please don't go back to Triple H. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but two, I mean, if there was ever a monster heel, it's Samoa Joe. It's Samoa Joe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say Samoa Joe, uh, Brody King. I love what Brody. King oh, does. Brody's great. Yeah. Um, I, I was talking to Victoria the other day, uh, my wife, and um, she looked at me and made the statement as like, you know, if you were six five, you would be Brody King, because <laughs> I, uh, it probably one, it probably does translate that I am not a svelte fella. <laughs> uh, that probably well, comes through loud and clear. Uh, I think you kind of fit in pretty good around here, then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I mean definitely uh definitely rather stocky um so yeah you push me up to five foot i look like if i wore red i'd be the broadside of a barn <laughs> um so yeah no that would be brody king there between the beard tattoos and sides and all that um malachi black uh, you know i've always been a fan of what he did um started getting you know big onto him during his um nxt title run mm -hmm. Um, is there anyone in WWE that I really, really like watch? I, I I've said this to Elias. I've said this to Trevor. It's like, guys, if you ever signed up for AEW and got over there, I would never watch WWE again. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, how about Kevin Owens? Cause he, that kind of sounds. Uh, yeah. So during the contract negotiation, um, time period, I kept going back because he started sharing all the Mount Rushmore stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got so excited. Yeah. Because I, the the one match I wanted to see was an I quit match or a last man standing match between KO and Eddie Kingston. That's yeah. all I cared oh, about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When he started doing the Mount Rushmore stuff, I'm like, come on, come on. It's like the rest of them are already there. Just it, pull the trigger right and hit him. Yeah. It's right um, there. The the other time I ever got really excited for a WWE guy to go over to AEW, which one gate we talked about this before the cast um, of gatekeeping. Right. Where else are they going to sign people that are TV ready from? Exactly. Yeah. Impact. Yeah. Really. Um. But um, and that's not to say anything bad about Mike Bennett or Eric Young or any of those guys. Those guys are great. Um. But their undercard, the difference between their undercard and um, their you know main event card is vast. Yes. Uh, there's a, yeah, there's a huge gap between yeah between the oh, undercard yeah. and the main event and impact. And AEW is not really like that. It's like a lot of times it's like you're you've got several undercard matches that are on the same level as your main event matches. Oh yeah, and there are so many like credible main eventers um even you know whenever jungle boy did the series with um kenny omega he mm -hmm. looked like he belonged oh yeah definitely. Um, AEW has done a very good job at putting over stars mm -hmm. but yeah the only other wwe guy i got excited about was the idea 
like when everyone started whispering, maybe whenever Christian came in, it's like, ooh, maybe the Hall of Fame caliber guy is Lesnar. I thought to myself, if we do not get Orange Cassidy versus Brock Lesnar, <laughs> I will burn Daly's place to the ground. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Orange would die, but he would sell yeah. it. Perfect. <laughs> With his hands in his pockets the whole time. Oh, the whole time. Yeah. Oh, uh, it would be so great. Oh. Uh, he would probably get Brock to laugh. He would probably, as soon as he yeah. put the hands in his pockets, Brock would probably bust out laughing. I mean, our truth can make Brock laugh. Let, yeah. Let's not act yeah. like it's a high bar to clear. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, poor our truth. They they took a they killed his title. Yeah, twenty four seven title. I'm like, man, what, what's our truth going to do now? Twenty four seven, seven eleven, Waffle House, Huddle <laughs> House, I twenty four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you look at our truth, he's our age. Well, mine and Jalen's age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't look that good, dude. I mean, no. I, I mean, he he the does dude not... doesn't age. He looks he looks exactly how he did back in 2002 when he was the NWA World Champion in TNA. I mean, yeah. he the dude does not age at all. Well, well I mean, he took all those health tips from his childhood hero, John. <laughs> he did. He really did. You know, I mean, we should have done that too. And Dwayne, we also established why. You know, we st- it doesn't crack. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's true. So I'm pretty sure you figure out what we're talking about, Jay. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I- I'm just sitting here thinking. Well, Dwayne, you're a liar because you're on there saying how old you look. Come on, man. <laughs> You can't claim stuff like that and be like, yeah, that's true. Then be like, but man, I look real old. Yeah. It's, it's the white hair. that. It, yep. If it wasn't for the white hair, nobody would think I'd, I'd be 50 this year. Yep. Oh, man. Dude, I tell you what, Keith Lee. Oh, yeah. Keith Lee, yeah. whenever he doesn't dye his beard. Yeah, it's white. Uh, he, said, he said his beard has actually been like almost white since he was in his early 20s. It just really? did that. And so he's just dyed it the whole time. And they, if you notice here lately, though, the way he's got his beard lined up, though, he only dyes it like in between, and you can see where it's white on the edges. Okay. Yep. Well, that's kind of a cool look, though. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely make you stand out. Of course, Keith Lee, he kind of stands that anyway because nobody looks like him. Nobody can wrestle like him. No I mean, man, he, he no amazing. man that size should be able to move like he does. Exactly. That's. I mean, he reminds it, me of Samoa Joe. That's, and and I mean, the fact that he is that size, but you can still kind of see abs. Yeah. 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 It's like, man, come on. Yeah. They're big. <laughs> come mean, on. They're, they're big yeah. abs, but they're abs. Yeah. I mean, I, got, I mean, I got, he's, he's, I got the keg you know, over here. So he's easily 350 and he's moving around the ring like Ray Mysterio. I mean, it's yeah. like, no, you know, no guy should be doing like planches off the top rope at 350 pounds. Oh. Shouldn't, but you know what? But he does. Like, you know, it's kind of like yeah. what my, my science teacher said about the hummingbird. She's like, a hummingbird's not supposed to be able to fly. Nobody told him that. Yep. Yep. So um, there you go. Um, now, with you being a wrestling fan even now, Jake, and mm-hmm. you're in your, you're in your thirties, correct? Yep. yep. Do you still catch a lot of grief from people who are not fans? Because well, we talk about this quite a bit. People. Now, how are you a wrestling fan? You know, Bob, don't you know it's fake? And that's always a big word. I can't not stand that word. We, we, we can't ban the word from the program because we can't talk about how dumb the word sounds if yeah. we ban it. You know, but Joel and I, we both hate that word. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, it's funny, though. You know, whenever they bring that up, it's like, well, yeah, nobody advertises it as unscripted. Yeah. Nobody. Um, you know, we all know what we're going to, what we're going to do It's like, and this is how I equivalent it. It's like, listen, going to a wrestling show or turning on Monday night raw or, you know, SmackDown or dynamite or rampage, whatever show we're watching. Right. It's no different than turning on a Michael Bay movie. Exactly. It, it's scripted. There's going to be explosions. Yeah. And at the end of it, you're going to go, I was thoroughly entertained. Now, yeah. some people might go, what was that about? And you're going to go, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're going to be thoroughly entertained. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think there's something to say, especially now, right, where the acting has gotten so incredibly good that the crossover 
into Hollywood has gotten far more common. Yeah. Because exactly. look at, you know, three of probably the top 10, you know, actors in Hollywood right now. You have John Cena, Dwayne Johnson, and Dave Batista. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, what do all of them have in common? You know, they're they're all WWE superstars uh-huh. and they all perfected their craft, you know, on national TV week in, week out. They had to be able to think on their feet. They had to be able to sell a story yeah. um, in in one take. Hope Hope always yeah. says that pro wrestlers are the best one take actors in, you know, any type of entertainment because, you know, they don't get to, you know, there's no do overs. It's like you've got to get right. it right right then. Yep. Right then, right there. Yeah. Um, It is. Yeah, it it is such a pressure filled thing. And not only do you have to get the take right, you have to get the timing right. Yep. You have to, you know, adapt to changes coming in from the back. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. When the old man's screaming into somebody's microphone. Yeah. No, we got to change all that right now. Or say, you know, you rehearse a match and you rehearse a 20 minute match and then you go out there and, you know, somebody calls an audible and says, no, we have to cut for time. Make it 90 seconds. Mm -hmm. So how do you still tell that, you know, story that you wanted to tell? Yeah. Um, You know, and that's just a random example. I think that it wasn't a 20 minute match. It was like a 10 minute match. I think that's what happened with um, Karrion Cross and Jeff Hardy whenever he made his main roster debut. Yep. Yeah, and they cut it to two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, no one kills a character quite like um, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Um, But in all fairness to um, Vince, what I have found out, hot take, hot take for everybody out there. Um, Karrion Cross is an entrance and an escort. Yes. And name me two matches of carrying crosses where you can remember clearly over five spots. Uh, you know I, what? I, I can't. Um, I mean, I know they were using, what was it? Tear gas, not tear gas, but mace supposedly against uh, Drew. But that's the only spot I remember was the mace spot. And, and here's, here's the thing. And I don't know what happened from impact to NXT is when he was Killer Cross and Impact and on the Independence, he was interesting, like extremely interesting. Like the in-ring work was better. The, you know, the promos were better. And now it's like, like you said, Jake, he is an entrance and Scarlet. Yeah. Once, once the bell rings, though, it's like, you know, he screams a lot, has, you know, cross jacket, submission and the you know the elbow to the the forearm to the back of the head it's pretty much all he's got was he better or was everyone around him significantly worse uh in impact he was just better because they had a really good roster when he was there uh i remember the title match between um him and johnny impact i I remember that yeah that was i mean morrison can make a freaking broomstick oh yeah morrison's great um but when he was on the independence, it's like he was really good. I just I don't know if he got lazy, and I don't know if he believed his own hype. And because like Adam Cole said it best in that promo, he's like, he's like the he said this company has done everything to make you seem special. You know the entrance, the girl, the music, all of it. He's like, and then Adam Cole says, you know what they do to make me feel special? They ring the bell. And that's yeah. that's the thing with carrying cross. It's like they ring the bell, and then all of a sudden somebody's got to carry him. Right, and you know, just also throwing this out, right? Um, if for some chance carrying cross ever hears this, um, and I get, I'm like the nobody wrestling fan, just talking about people and screaming and you know, screaming at clouds right now. Uh, I get that. There's a 0.0% chance I ever do better than carrying cross. <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. Like at the yeah, end of the same, day, he's still here. a pro. Same here. Yeah, yeah, he's still a pro and he's still, you know, he's still with the biggest show in town. Oh, it's yeah. Just, I mean, there's something to be said. Yeah. And I don't, but I just don't know if, 
he's gotten, like I said, if he's gotten lazy and just kind of riding on the mystique, or if that was a Vince McMahon call, because you know how he is about, you know, bruisers. He doesn't want them to really do much of anything in the ring, not show what they can really do. So I don't know if that was a Vince call. Well, even look or... at it during, you know, Triple H running creative. Yeah. You know, the first thing he did was bring back Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Yeah. Now, the very first spot, he did it perfect. Come out in the middle of the title picture. Yeah. Set yourself apart. That yeah. was perfect. That was yeah. well done. But since then, what's he really done? Well, like, uh, Steve, like Steve and I were saying, the feud with Drew McIntyre, they start, you know, their first match was a strap match. Right. And it's like, can we get a regular match and lead up to the strap match? Because that's supposed to be like a feud ender, not how yeah. you start how you start it. Right. Uh, and it's like all gone downhill from there because they've just made him look weak by having Scarlet's had to bail him out of every, you know, every time it looks like he's going to lose, Scarlet bails him out with the mace. And it's like, this dude's supposed to be a killer. This is what you're represent. You're presenting him as this unstoppable killer, but then right. he can't beat anybody. And now well, they put him in a feud with Rey Mysterio, which does nothing for either one. Right. You know, because, like, if you look at the physical matchup, yes, Karrion Cross should be beating the crap out of Rey Mysterio. I mean, if you look at the two, just the physical, then it's like, yeah, this story doesn't make any sense. Well, no. in all fairness, that's everybody versus Rey Mysterio. I mean, that's true, but... I mean, there, there's a reason he's, you know, a Mount Rushmore caliber guy. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I, I look at it, too, and I think to myself, you know, what happened in XT because... Triple H just put a freaking rocket on that guy's back. Yep. Um, and he was beating the brakes off of everybody. Yeah. Completely unstoppable until, you know, he tried to slam Keith Lee and his shoulder just said, nope. His shoulder's like, <laughs> not having it. Yep. Um, yeah. You don't try to slam Keith Lee. No. Not no. For, not no. how he was trying to do it. I mean, he was like, he was almost trying to deadlift him. And it's like, no. That's not that's not going to work I, out. I get it. If he gets him up, that's an impressive spot. But yeah. I, I think, too, I look at stuff like that, and you know, the only the only thing that I will say, as much as I love the AEW product, there's no reason for these people to take as many risks as they do. Especially um, Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix takes a lot of risks. I mean, and he's gotten injured, you know, oh, yeah. a few times. Well, and you know you look at possibly the most underrated underappreciated wrestler of all time i'm going people can yell at me in comments all they want but miz he's gotten yeah. injured once one time yeah and it was during the stupid zombie match <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't in the match it's when they pulled him out of the ring is when he got hurt yeah and yeah, I'm, so, I'm, I mean, I'm a big proponent of the miz um because some people just don't like his background. I'm like, if you didn't know about his background, if you just looked at what he does in the ring, you would be fine with it. But here's my thing with his background. Look at where he came from and look at the work that he's put in to become the wrestler and the character that he is. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is, in my opinion, he is a Tully Blanchard level heel. Yep. You yep. want to hate him and you will spend your money to see somebody beat him up. And that he, is the... He gets it. He gets it. And everything. And every time they turn him face, you can tell he's like, How can I how can I switch up on the crowd real quick and get back to being a heel? Because that's what I'm good at. Well, but you think about it too, no matter what he does, he gets over. Oh yeah. Oh like, time. Yeah. That that entire story with Shane at uh during WrestleMania thirty five, um like he was over. Oh yeah, he was like absolutely the sympathetic baby face, which you would never think of the Miz as the sympathetic baby face. And he, he made it work. But I mean, he is ju just a fantastic heel and I have nothing but respect for the Miz. I mean, he's got a face that I want to punch every time, which yeah. <laughs> goes along his character. But I mean, the work and dedication that he's put in to come from reality TV to become a WWE champion. And yeah. I mean, how many people get to say that, that, Oh, I started out on MTV. I've also held the WWE title. 
I mean, Kurt Loder can't do that. <laughs> Dude was on my TV four times a day, uh, every day growing four up. Four times a day, every day. Eat yeah. it, Kurt Loder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. I know, right? You know, uh, I was, was like, good... who's this pretentious guy reading the news? Uh, and, and, you know, and, and he didn't host um, Headbangers Ball. Before Ricky Rackman, who was it? Uh, oh, um, that's a really good question. The, the, the blonde Ricky Rackman. Dude. Yeah. He was one of MTV's regular VJs, and then they just slapped on a leather jacket and said, hey, go host this, you know. Um, yeah, go host the, the metal show. Yeah. 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 We're going to put it at midnight. Yeah, have fun. Um, remember, actually, we always, remember we always waited up for it? Yeah, it we did. Like, <laughs> of course, I mean, good thing about, you know, being in Hopkinsville, the first time Kevin I heard of Seal. it. Was that Kevin Seal? I thought it was Adam something. Yeah, there was Kevin Seal, then Adam Curry. Adam, Adam Curry. Curry. Yeah. Adam Curry. And then Ricky Rackman. Oh. It was after Ricky Rackman because there was a, there was one other person before they stopped doing it, I thought. Um he went from ninety to ninety five. Vanessa Warwick. Um, okay. Went, um ninety to ninety seven. Okay. I then thought there was Josta. I thought there was somebody, at least one other person after Ricky Rackman. Yeah. Oh. I got to meet Ricky Rackman at a NASCAR race. Did you really? Uh, yeah, cool dude. Um, I met him in Richmond in 2005. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, cool oh. dude. Oh, so one of the things, you know, I was talking about catching grief from people. When there was somebody I know, and I'm not going to mention her name, not that she listens to us anyway. Because, you know, she's not a wrestling fan. You can tell because she looked at me and she said, how are you a wrestling? You have a master's degree. How are you a wrestling fan? <laughs> Jake, not that we bring this up with, with our guests. Something you told me before the show. What oh, yeah. are you currently <laughs> doing right now as far as education? Uh, yeah. So, uh, like you said, I, I have a master's degree. I have an MBA. Um, right now, I'm currently pursuing my PhD in organizational leadership. Okay. Uh so yeah, it, it's certainly not an IQ thing. If that was the case, Raven would have. Yeah, Raven. Truly, most of the guys really over are incredibly smart business people. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you look at you know the business practices for Kevin Nash, for Scott Hall, for Hogan. Yeah, um, say what we will about Hogan. Yeah, and there's a lot you can say about Hogan. Terrible um, human being, brilliant businessman though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's like Vince. It, it, here's the thing with Vince. I would love to see him do a TED talk once. Um, you know, self-made billionaires are something that we, you know, put up on a pedestal. Um, but for some reason, one that is true or as true to self-made as you can be, you know, he bought the company from his dad. His dad mm -hmm. started it, but he was the one that put the rocket on its back. Yeah. Um, why, why don't we have more information about Vince and how he did this? Um, you know, we, we idolize people like Elon Musk. Dude, Elon Musk stepped into PayPal and just kind of took over. Exactly. He, his friends started Tesla and he just enhanced it. Yeah. Um, that's not to say he didn't have the ideas. That's not to say he's not a smart guy, but come on. Like he he stepped but he in. Didn't, he didn't. He start had head from starts. The, yeah, mm -hmm. he didn't start from the literally from the ground up. And because, well, because you know there. Vince grew up. He actually knew <clears throat> his dad growing up. He grew up in a trailer park in Havelock, North Carolina, right close yeah. to yeah, close to Cherry Point uh, Marine Corps Air Station. And then he met his dad, of course, later on. He didn't. His, he didn't even grow up with the name McMahon. You know, he he calls was Vince Lupton, and his dad brought him in, and because his dad didn't want to bring him in, he said, "Fine." There's this arena that I own up in Maine. It's news money every year. I'll give you a year to turn that around. If you can do it, then I'll let you do other stuff. And Vince and Linda actually made that yeah. arena turn a profit. Right. And so it kind of went from there. But I mean, of course, I know a lot of people would also say, well, his dad gave it to him because they say that about Jeff Bezos. And I get it, you know, because his, his dad gave him $100,000. But I'm like, I know some people right down the street from me. If I gave them a hundred thousand dollars, they'd spend it on hookers and meth. <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah. you'd still have to have it up there. Right. You know, somebody posted on LinkedIn the other day, the number one reason why more families do not have general um, generational wealth is because somebody that becomes wealthy 
never teaches those other generations of how to and, do it. Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. It, it, it's a very, dis, it's a distinctly different skill. That's mm-hmm. how the Woolworth, the Woolworth company shut down about 10 years ago because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, most families within three generations, all that's gone. So like you say, you know, something's happening upstairs that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you look at different outfits, um, the Savannah Bananas. If that guy tried to do things the way every other minor league baseball team did, that team would have failed. But he's one of the biggest, you know, he's one of the biggest sports organizations in the U.S. right now. Or, you know, akin to the, you know, Harlem Globetrotters, but still. Like the people that can make it like that are just wired totally differently. So yeah, I would love to see information about Vince. Um, but you said that this is what spawned the thought was Vince is a business person first and a human being second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the human being is a distant second. Yeah. I oh. mean, I, I, I can't make judgments on the man. I don't, I don't know the dude, but yeah, I mean, some of the calls that he makes, it's almost impressive how much he can separate business and personal. Mm-hmm. You know, Dwayne, uh, I have I have an idea for an upcoming show that we can do. We invite Jake back, and it's basically, how did Vince do it? There you go. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Jake, you're, we know you're coming back now. <laughs> fair. Fair, fair. Um, but, I mean, we actually do have to go ahead and wrap this up, though, uh, because, you know, well, some of, us have, some of us are in the Eastern time zone, and we have bedtimes. Because getting up at four, yeah. <laughs> four in the morning, you know, kind of, especially today, I actually took the day off of work, called in sick because uh had something going on last night. I was just, um, my stomach was in a lot of pain, not like, you know, like having to run to the bathroom. It was just almost like, um not Crohn's, but um IBS, you know. um mm, Gotcha. Yeah. Which is no fun. It feels like you have a big rock in your stomach. But yeah, I called in, so. Uh, so uh, I'm going to have some work to make up tomorrow, unfortunately, and <laughs> have to get up early. But yeah, Jake, thank you so much for coming on. I am so glad that. Uh, yes, oh, absolutely. You told me thank you, that. Jake. I'm, I appreciate I, it. I am going to have to reclaim host though. Um, just <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, may not, it. it may not let me do anything <laughs> otherwise. Um, but yeah, this is a lot of fun. And yeah, you gave us some good show. At least one good show idea right there. How did Vince do it? Um but right now, mm-hmm. I mean, we are we're running through this series, and we're 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 booking people like left and right, you know, for this series. It's been oh, awesome, yeah. and, you know. And you've been an awesome guest as well. You know, we, we hope oh, that thank you, thank hope, you. Hopefully, yeah. you had as much fun as what we did. You know, that's what we always kind of aim for. Oh no, I I I am always down to talk wrestling. Always, always, there always, you know. always. Um, we um, Jake and I stood in Walmart here in Paducah. Uh, it was a couple months ago. And I mean, we talked wrestling for probably half an hour. Oh yeah, standing there with our wives, and we were just talking wrestling. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, Joy, how did the podcast start five years ago when I first time I brought it to you? I was like, you know <laughs> yeah. what? We keep texting each yep. other. Let's just start a podcast. Yeah, and, we. And yeah, we, we talk about got it all the time. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, and podcasting it is fun. I will tell you that. You know. Um, yeah, it is. You know, so, uh, but either way, I still got to, you know. Um, because I'll start rambling and Joel, look at me. Yeah, he's tired. <laughs> he's seen yeah, it. You know, it's like, um, yeah, he's sleepy. Yeah, yeah, it's like he's sleepy. If yeah. he kind of gets this glaze over and he starts mm. going, and it's like, yeah, he's wore out. Uh, yeah, because this around. Uh, this uh, you around, guys just need more in your life that keeps you up till like four a.m. <laughs> I've done, done that before too. Um, yeah, spent mm. twenty years in the military. Definitely seen some of that. So, Woo, but thank you again, Jake, and we will have to have you on again. Yeah, thank you, Jake. Uh, but until we can meet again, I'm just going to say good night and God bless. God bless. Take care.